Hello guys, my name is Kat. Um, me and my best friend Rachel are starting this podcast. It's called, And They Were Bananas. Um, because we are, in fact, bananas. And that's okay. We've learned to accept that and we've learned that talking about it, talking about mental health, talking about being psychotic, um, is something that other people enjoy because people don't talk about it that much. Mental health is not something that is openly talked about in in society. Um, so I think it's something that we really need to get out there, we really need to discuss. But we didn't want to have like the constraints that we had to talk about mental health all the time, because that's boring. So this podcast is about everything and anything under the sun. Um, we can talk about ourselves, we can talk about the world, we can talk about food. Um, I'm a veterinary professional, so I'm a veterinary nurse, and I really love veterinary medicine. I love talking about it, so you might hear a little bit about veterinary medicine too. Um, just getting a kind of inside scoop on what everything looks like. And I do apologize because I do have animals. I am a vet tech, so I have lots of animals. I have a very large Great Dane. Uh, she's a blue merle, which just basically means that she's like speckled, but gray and black instead of like normal speckles, um, like white and black. <laughs> so she's a blue merle. She is 150 pounds and she does not know it. <laughs> she will come and sit on my lap. She'll sit in a chair like a human. Um, she'll, she gets into my 2012 Honda Civic. Uh, she sits in the back seat. She's got her little butt on the seat and then she's got her feet on the floor um, and she just kind of rides. She puts her little hat on my shoulder and she's happy. <laughs> so um, I do apologize if you hear background noises, if you hear her barking or something, I'll try to edit that out, but sometimes it's hard and sometimes you might hear her. Um, I also have a cat named Chicken Wing. Uh, she's a little orange kitten that I rescued and um, she is quite annoying and she will mess with anything and everything, especially if I'm recording. So I figured I'd be open, honest about it and kind of put it out here. That way you guys know that um, I'm not just like throwing rocks across the room or something. Like my cat is just an asshole. <laughs> I do have one more animal. Her name is Pippa. She is a blessing in this life. She is the golden child. She could do no wrong. She is <laughs> very sweet. She's a rescue. Um, I guess all of them are rescues. But um, she is just sweet. The only bad thing about her is that her fur is white. So it gets all over everything, anywhere, anytime. Like she could sneeze and her fur is going to be in your eyeball. <laughs> That's just unfortunately how her fur works. So um, I am a vet tech. I am emotional. I'm crazy. And not only that, but I'm covered in animal fur because I love animals. So if you don't like that, you should probably tune out now because um, it just gets a whole heck of a lot worse from here. I guess in the next podcast, we'll talk about Rachel um, and her crazy life. Rachel is my best freaking friend. Like we've been friends for almost three years now. Uh, the way that we met is kind of insane and weird. Um, I'm not going to tell that story right here, right now, because it is something else. <laughs> it is um, not my best shining light. And, you know, um, we moved past it and we're great friends because of it. I trust her with my entire being, my entire heart. I love that woman. Um, love you, girl. Uh, <laughs> but the next podcast, we'll talk about Rachel and her craziness. I guess this one is just going to be 
me talking about myself and my um, journey through mental illness. So, without further ado, um, I am a borderline, um, which means that I have borderline personality disorder. A lot of people don't really understand what borderline personality disorder is. Uh, the biggest thing that I get when I first tell people is that, oh, so you have multiple personalities. And that's not it at all. You're thinking of DID, which is dissociative identity disorder, which is not something that I have, uh, thankfully. Um, if you are struggling with DID um, or any mental illness, my heart goes out to you because it is one of the biggest struggles in my life every single day, day to day. But I have borderline personality disorder. So what the heck is that? Borderline personality disorder, it's a mental illness. Um, it's characterized by intense and unstable moods, um, impulsive behaviors, an intense fear of abandonment, and um, an inconsistent self-image. And yes, I read that off the internet because it's very hard to describe it because I have lots of feelings. And that is one of the things about BPD that is very real, is very intense and like hardcore feelings like imagine your feelings and you're like okay I feel this feeling it sucks real bad and I feel it imagine timesing that by a thousand a million and that is how my feelings feel like everything is just like nerve endings like you could brush it and I'm like oh that feeling is right there um so anyway, there are nine symptoms of borderline personality disorder. I am going to kind of read it off the internet because I can't remember these off the top of my head. I am not that put together to remember all this crap. So here are the nine symptoms of borderline personality disorder. The first one is fear of abandonment. So people with BPD, they oftentimes have such an intense fear of abandonment that they'll go through any links to prevent it from happening making us look insane. So they can be very clingy, they can beg, they can start fights. Um, they can even manipulate to try and get someone from like leaving to stop leaving, um, which oftentimes has the opposite effect because the more you cling on to someone, the more you're like, oh my God, oh my God, the more they're like, um, peace out, girl. Like I'm not, <laughs> you crazy. Um, so that's number one. Number two is um, unstable relationships. So um, people with BPD, they tend to have relationships that are very intense and short-lived. Um, fall in love very quickly, believing that each new person will like make their life so much better. Uh, you feel whole and perfect and then quickly are disappointed, um, which brings you to splitting, um, which I will talk about later. Um, but just know that it exists within the confines of unstable relationships, which is partially why the relationships are so unstable is <laughs> because of this way of thinking. Um, but your uh, friends, your um, lovers, significant others, uh, they often get like emotional whiplash and they're like, what the heck is going on? Normally, like sometimes you're like, you are perfect angel, golden freaking pedestal. And then sometimes you hate them, you devalue them, you're freaking angry with them, and like they're the most disgusting thing in the entire world, uh, which I guess is, is splitting, but I'll get more into that later. So you have a very unclear or shifting self-image. That's number three. Uh, when you have BPD, your sense of self is very, very unstable. Um, sometimes you're like, yes, I'm a bad bitch, like I'm a boss. 
And then other times you're like, oh my God, I'm evil. I'm the worst person in the entire world. Why does anybody love me? Um, you change jobs a lot. You change friends a lot. Uh, values and goals. And maybe even sexual identity changes a lot. Um, so that is an interesting and cool way to keep life fun. <laughs> Not really. Um, number four, there are self-destructive behaviors and you're very impulsive. Uh, so you... Uh, Engage in harmful seeking, like sensation seeking behaviors, um, especially when you're upset. So like when I'm upset, I want to go get drunk. <laughs> that just uh, makes everything in the moment feel better. But really in the end, it doesn't because alcohol is a depressant. So it does bad things to your brain. It's not good. Uh, but, you know, sensation seeking it feels good so I'm gonna go and do this because I feel so terrible uh, some people like to uh, drive recklessly shoplift um, have risky sex uh, do drugs do alcohol um, it makes you feel better in the moment but they hurt those around you and it hurts you in the long run um, you just don't realize it so um, the next one is pretty close to home and hurts real bad but we have to talk about it. I mean, that's what I'm here to do is to talk about it, to talk about the things that make me uncomfortable and the things that nobody else wants to talk about because it makes them uncomfortable. But you know what? Not talking about it doesn't mean that it doesn't exist. It is there. And we have to face that it's there so that we can fix the problem. So the next one, number five, is uh, self-harm. Uh, so a lot of people with BPD they have suicidal behavior. Um, they deliberately self-harm. So like cutting yourself, burning yourself, um, making threats, um, or actually carrying out a suicide attempt. So this is very, very difficult to talk about because it's very close to my heart. It hurts real bad. And it's embarrassing. Like, I just, in that moment though, when you're attempting, it just feels like, like everything's gonna be better soon. So you don't have to worry about any, anything else. Like, it's going to be over. You're like, you're finished. So I know I have, I've had my fair share of swallowing a bunch of pills, hoping that that would do something. Or I had a loaded gun to my head at one point. Like, I no longer have possession of my gun because of that. Um, and driving off the road, that was another big one. Um, it's just, it is very characteristic of BPD. Um, I mean, there is self-harm everywhere in every mental illness because we're suffering. Like having a mental illness is, it's, it's, it's hard. It's like you're internally suffering. Like it would almost be easier if you had something on the outside that you could physically point to and be like, hey, my big toe hurts. And then like it's hanging off. <laughs> that would be something that people understand. But Explaining mental illness to somebody that does not have mental illness, it is a foreign land to them because they've never experienced these things. Yeah, they may have seen it. They may have had loved ones, you know, but and to them, it may not ever truly make sense because to a normal person, something happens, you feel the emotion that happened, like that comes from experiencing that event. But they, I don't know that they've ever really, and you guys correct me if I'm wrong, because I might be completely wrong. I'm in no means, way, shape, or form the smartest person on this earth. Um, but, you know, they don't understand it because they don't 
feel the emotions the same way that we do. Um, like I'll be sitting here and all of a sudden I will be very angry. Why? Heck if I know, man, I just, I'm so freaking pissed right now. Or I'll have this intense feeling of emptiness and aloneness and tiredness that just comes from nowhere. And it's like, why are you sad? I don't know, but it feels like there's an open pit in my heart and that that's mental illness. And it sucks. It really sucks. So not to make you pity me or be like, oh, this poor girl. Like, no, I, I want to get it out there so that we can talk about it. And so that people that have this issue don't feel like they can't talk about it because it needs to be talked about. Um, anyway, speaking of all of that, <laughs> um, extreme emotional swings is number six. Um, so unstable emotions and moods are very common. Um, you may feel happy one moment and then the next, uh, like you don't care or you're sad. Um, little things that other people brush off can send us into a complete mood swing spiral. Very intense. Um, they do pass quickly sometimes. Um, but usually it just lasts a few minutes or hours and then we're like, okay, I mean, I guess you're cool again. Um, so number seven is chronic feelings of emptiness, which I think that all of like these ones I literally just explained in the, the previous rant. Um, but just like they often like people with BPD talk about feeling empty, if there's a hole or a void inside of them at the extreme, you may feel as if you're nothing, you're nobody. Um, it's very uncomfortable. Um, and a lot of the times we engage in risky behaviors because we want to fill these voids, but nothing's really truly satisfying because I mean, there's nothing to fix the void. Um, so we'll do drugs, we'll do alcohol, we'll have sex with people we're not supposed to like, and this like was me in my heyday. I'm not saying I'm completely like this now. I have gotten a lot more control over my BPD. The more that I learn about it, the more that I talk about it, the more that I like explain it. I can see it from the outside and be like, okay, I need to like not. <laughs> But it's hard. It's hard. Um, explosive anger is another characteristic. It's number eight. Um, you may struggle with intense anger and a short temper. Um, you may have trouble really confu- or, sorry, controlling yourself once that fuse is lit. Um, but, you know, it, it, you just like become completely consumed by this feeling and uh, this anger. Um, and you might even be angry at yourself. I know I'm pissed at myself. Like, why do you keep doing this, girl? Like, <laughs> you know better. So, um, number nine is feeling suspicious or out of touch with reality. Um, so they often struggle with paranoia or suspicious thoughts with other people's motives. I know I do that. I'm like, Rachel, that girl is evil. And she'll be like, why do you think that? cat. And I'm like, I don't know. She looked at me and then she looked at that other person and then she looked down under her lashes and I just know that she's evil and she's out to get us. And I'll make up this big elaborate freaking scheme about this person. <laughs> and they literally just looked at me. Um, so you can also experience a, uh, disassociation. So, um, you lose touch with reality. Um, you may feel foggy, spaced out, or if you're like outside your own body, I have less issues with dissociation, but Rachel has a really good story about dissociation. I'll let you t I'll let her tell you about it later um, if she wants to. She obviously doesn't have to talk about anything she doesn't want to talk about, but you know, um, those are the nine characteristics of BPD. 
Um, I have all of them. <laughs> uh, the only one I don't really struggle with is dissociation as much. Um, I do kind of dissociate, but also I have a slew of other mental disorders that really, um, really amp that. <laughs> uh, so I don't know that it's necessarily my BPD. I will, um, when in my heyday before I was on my medication, um, I would see like shadow people <laughs> and things like that, like in my room and in like the trees. And um, if you've never heard of shadow people, shadow people are just, uh, they're little figures. Well, they're not little, they're like people. Um, they're always in the distance. Um, they don't have eyes, they don't have a face. Um, they're just kind of there. And they are uh, terrifying in my opinion because they just are, like you feel like they're looking at you. But they obviously don't have eyes, but they have like a little head shape. So, and they're they're always in groups. Um, so they are scary. Once I started my medication, I started to get a really good grasp on my mental health. Um, that is when I uh, I stopped seeing them as much. I see them sometimes. They come and visit. We 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 smile at each other. Whatever. <laughs> no, it's it's not. Um, we uh, I don't know. It's if you if you're having issues like this definitely seek medical attention. Like go and see a psychiatrist, go and see a therapist because those things, and I can't speak for myself because I have, I have intense fear of abandonment. So I had a therapist once that went on maternity leave and I was pissed, like not at her, like she's allowed to go have a baby, but I wasn't pissed. I was like, like sad. Like I thought, I thought she abandoned me. Like I thought that she didn't want to take the time to and obviously like rationally you're like she has a family like she deserves maternity leave but in my brain I was like she's abandoning me you can't trust her and if you don't trust your therapist like what's the point <laughs> so the next lady I uh went to see I had my attempt and I, I missed an appointment and I reached out to her I was like hey I had an attempt I'm really sorry I missed my appointment I want to do better. And she never texts me back and they never reached back out to me. So, um, I think I was a little bit too nuts for her, which is fine. Um, I don't, I don't know. I, but therapists are so important. And just because I have issues with it doesn't mean that anybody else should not seek professional help because you are not in this alone. <laughs> you're not, it may feel like you're alone. You may feel abandoned. You may feel by yourself. Um, but you know, you're not alone. And if you're suspicious that you have borderline personality disorder, definitely bring it up to your psychiatrist or your therapist or whatever. Um, there are medications, there's treatments, there's therapies that can really, really benefit you. Alrighty. I know that mental illness can be kind of boring. Um, so I am going to move on to some fun animal facts <laughs> because I can, um, so, uh, rabbits, um, those little fuzzy creatures that you keep and sometimes some people eat them. Um, my friend Joey, um, he has meat rabbits and he eats them and honestly, they're pretty good. They're tasty and it sucks cause they're fluffy and cute and I could never do it cause I am a veterinary professional and I love the animals, but, uh, you know, you do you boo and I, I have no disrespect for that. Because um, it's uh, it's important, the, you know, meat trade or whatever. I'm not going to get into that rant. <laughs> Anyways, rabbits. So rabbits actually cannot vomit. 
you heard me right, they cannot throw up. And the reason why is because there is a sphincter in between the stomach and the esophagus. And it is very, very strong in rabbits. So it opens to let stuff through, but it cannot open back up to let stuff the other way. So they cannot throw up. Um, which is kind of cool. Same thing with rats and mice. They can't vomit either. They're hind gut fermenters, uh, which means they ferment all of their food in their gut um, and stuff like that. So another kind of gross thing about rabbits is that rabbits, um, they'll eat their food, do whatever, and then uh, like four to eight hours after they eat, um, they produce these pellets that are actually very high in vitamins. And by pellets, I mean poop. Um, very high in vitamins. It's very important for them to have like a good health to eat these vitamins. So they will literally eat poop right out of their booty holes. Uh, it's called coprophagia, uh, which literally means eating poop. <laughs> um, don't stop a rabbit from doing this. It's really important. Most of the time you probably won't see it cause it's very early in the morning. So, you know, just don't, um, don't get too close to that mouth because it's got, uh, you know, pooping it, <laughs> which uh, dogs like to eat poop too, and it's very common. My, I know my Dane. She, if I let her, um, which I don't let her, but if she gets herself into that litter box, boy, she having a good old time. She's love. It's like freaking gold to her. Like she's hit the jackpot. Like I don't know why dogs just. I mean, I do know why. Um, which I can tell you because <laughs> we're on a podcast and you have to listen to me talk because you're listening to me talk. So um, the feces is high and like like it lets out all the waste that you don't use. So if, you know, they have a very high protein diet, um, you can't like use all of the protein. So there's protein that is excreted in the feces, um, which actually kind of smells like food because protein smells like protein. So dogs are like, that's food. Um, and that's why they eat poop. They eat their own poop. They eat other dogs' poop. Um, it's just, you know, a disgusting, disgusting fact of life. Uh, you're like, little Fluffy, we love you. You're so cute. Come eat at the dinner table. And then you go outside and Fluffy is enjoying a good old turd. So, <laughs> you know, don't let Fluffy lick you in the face. And that, my friends, is more than you ever wanted to know about poop. But unfortunately, poop is very important, especially in veterinary medicine. Um, There's so many things that we can learn from poop. I'm gonna quit talking about poop, <laughs> but uh, the more you know, with the little imagination, like rainbow thing going above your head, like in SpongeBob, the more you know. <laughs> Anyways, um, I also have diagnosed bipolar disorder. And you might be thinking, what is the difference between a personality disorder and like, a disorder and the difference is that personality disorders are developed from childhood um say you went through something traumatic or it could be anything really um in your childhood and it gave you severe like issues with being abandoned um and things like that so a personality disorder comes from events uh a disorder like bipolar disorder is actually a instability of chemicals in your brain so it's genetic um you're born with it and essentially you don't have enough neurotransmitters like dopamine or serotonin um that bring you happiness and you don't have enough of these so you feel very low um very quick to be angry uh, all the time 
Bipolar disorder is categorized by bipolar depression, which are lows, and um, highs, which is mania. Um, a lot of mental disorders are very similar, very, very similar. There's a lot of similar, um, like, symptoms. So it's very hard to diagnose and tell the difference between a lot of different things. Um, so it might take a little bit of talking. It might take a little bit of medication and trying different medications to see what works best for you to really pinpoint what mental disorder you have. Um, but, you know, the highs of bipolar disorder are called mania. Um, they cause people to feel impulsive, euphoric, um, irritable, and they have an um, abnormal amount of energy. So they're like, I'm going to clean my whole house today. <laughs> um, <clears throat> but depression um, is exactly what it sounds like. It's very low lows. So you're really unable to get up out of bed. Um, you're very sad, very hard to be around. And see, the problem with bipolar disorder is that most people experience bipolar depression. Um, mania can last like several days, um, but then you could be depressed for months and months and months. And so the problem with that is that a lot of healthcare professionals uh, misdiagnose bipolar disorder because they think that you're actually depressed. Um, I know that I've tried many different antidepressants and I had a doctor tell me that I have major depressive disorder and he's like, I don't think you're bipolar. Um, but I tried antidepressants and I got more depressed and I have actually tried to attempt on um, a couple of different like medications. Um, the one medication that worked for me was a mood stabilizer. I'm on Abilify in case anyone cares um, and it is for bipolar disorder and that's the one that's helped me the most. Um, so you know high highs, low lows, um, very very difficult. There's like bipolar one and bipolar two. I have um, undescribed, bi unspecific, yeah, unspecified bipolar disorder. And the reason why is because in bipolar one, you have to spend most of your time in the depression, but they have at least one manic episode. And the manic episode has to last for like a certain amount of days for it to qualify as like being a manic episode. Mine were like three, four days, but I think it has to be like seven days for it to be considered mania, which is ridiculous, but whatever. That's why I'm unspecified. Um, and then bipolar one also, you have hypomania or like episodes of like elevated mood um, that don't really necessarily impact daily functioning. Um, bipolar 2 depression um, is uh, having longer depressive episodes that can be more severe than bipolar 1. And they also have at least one depressive episode and one hypomania episode without a manic episode. Um, so it's just, it's different. Like, there's just different kinds of bipolar disorder. Um, and I think my doctor was just like, I really don't know. So I know you're bipolar, you're crazy girl. But uh, I don't know which one and I ain't trying to figure it out. <laughs> which is fine. I don't care. Just, you know, give me the pills that fix my problem. <laughs> just help me. Help me. <laughs> um, one last thing about borderline personality disorder is like I said earlier, they have this way of like putting people up on pedestals and then like putting them down. It's called splitting. And what happens is this person could do anything. They could like pick their nose or something in front of you. And for some reason that sets you off to like, oh my God, like this person 
is the worst person in the entire world. They're disgusting. They're horrible. They're horrifying. I think they're nuts. Like I, I don't want to be around them ever. And you just kind of split and they, you're, de- you're devaluing them. And then other times you're like, oh my God, this person is the best person I've ever met in my entire life. They're so special. They're so important. They're so amazing. And I just, I think that they are like God's gift to earth. And I love them. And I want to spend all of my time with them and be around them always and know every single little detail about them. And that is a part of favorite personing, which means that for some reason, and I don't know if you can hear this, but my dog is like snoring in the background. I'm laughing. If you can hear that, that's hilarious. Anyways, um, you favorite person people and it happens. It sucks. It's horrible. And people hate it. Like once they figure out what it is, they hate it. It's so bad. You become like obsessed with this person with like the way that they look, the way that they talk, the things that they say, everything about this person. You are absolutely enamored and you think that they are like going to be the person that you end up with forever like they are the best thing that's ever happened to you and they're more important than anybody else in your entire life and it can go from like that to devaluing them so quick and it's called splitting like I said and then you move on and you're like okay well you know but that person will always be a favorite person like you can't unfavorite person someone Like, you can split from them. You can think they're horrible and terrible and awful. Trust me. There are some people out there that I do think that about. (laughs) But unfortunately, when they walk into the room, I still look at them and I'm like, oh my God, there he is. Or there she is. Like, there is that person. What are they doing? I want to talk to them. I want to see them. Like, But also, then there's that part of you that's like, no, they are a jerk. They are horrible. I hate them. I don't want to talk to them. And then, you know, you just kind of look like a lost little puppy and circle back to being crazy. It sounds nuts. It does. And we know that it's nuts. We do. Like, we'll be like, oh my God, I'm about to act crazy. I'm being crazy. I need to stop. But it's like obsessive. It's every little single being a part of your being is like wanting to know. And it... I try really hard not to favorite person people because it generally ends badly. They don't take very kindly to it because you start to get clingy and you talk to them all the time. And then the littlest things upset you. Like they were going to the store or something and they didn't text you. And you're like, I've been staring at my phone since you woke up today. Just wondering what you're doing. And it's, it's horrible. I'm going to stop making myself sound completely nuts. Um, And I think I'm going to end it right here. I'm going to try and keep them at 30 minute episodes or so um, in the beginning because I know you folks have very short attention spans and uh, I'm rambling, which, you know, is kind of the point of this, I guess. (laughs) But uh, let me know um, if you guys like my content. Um, Like I said, Rachel, my best friend, will be on the podcast next week. Um, She'll talk about her issues. I'll kind of weigh in on them. Um, We'll get this podcast started and going, and I'm really excited for it. So stick around. It's going to get better. I promise you it's more interesting when Rachel's here because we uh, banter back and forth and all that stuff. But uh, just, you know, if you like it, you know, follow, share, do whatever. Um, Just keep coming back for more because it is going to get crazy. So thank you so much for listening. You guys have a good week, and I will see you next time.